Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Michael Fast Trender. I am Jack. You are Miles. Thank you. Uh, and these are some of the things that are trending. You're welcome. Um, the Olympics will no longer have crowds. You know, they they were talking about like having limited crowds at the at the Tokyo Olympics. Now uh, there's been a emergency level surge in COVID, and now it's just going to be empty. It's just going to be uh, you know, quiet and uh, a bummer. Bummersville. Um, at, the, at these Olympics, so dumb. They're, like they're gonna almost be like, okay. Also, like they're gonna have to do wild social distancing for all the races now. Like it's, I feel like with the momentum that's going in it, it's gonna be like, okay, one person can enter the stadium at a time, just yeah. to, because everything has been so poorly managed and the insistence on having these games despite still being in a global pandemic. Uh, well, cool. Um, I, yeah, it's funny. I, I thought perfect <laughs> years perfect ago. I was timing like, oh, for yeah, a uh, event where they're coming from, where there are athletes coming from all over the world to compete. Um, right. And, and then is everybody going to be looking at the other athletes based on like the what's going on with COVID in their country? They'll be like, oh shit, there's the Brazilians. Right. <laughs> right, don't, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't right. don't let them talk to you because you know you know how they get down. I don't know. Like it's just all very strange. I'm sure it on some level. I feel like it. It's either going to help some. It's probably going to be like the NBA bubble. There are probably some players that really thrive off the energy of a crowd, and some people who like right. would prefer to not have anything other than like running their race or doing their event to distract them. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But either way, sounds like a big old L from here. There is a new study that says that 5 million people now die every year due to abnormal temperatures. Um, this coincides with Senator Ron Johnson uh, mouthing, I think climate change is bullshit, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> being caught on camera. Uh, but yeah, it's basically, you know, there's been deaths due to uh, freezing temperatures for a long time, but uh, the... Uh, deaths due to heat are on the rise, uh, as we, mm. as we've talked about. Um, it's already so, here. It's already here. Yeah, we're just we're they're just like how they do with COVID. There's ways ways to categorize death, so it might not look as dire. But shit, looking at what's happening across the globe, I mean, like th this should get this is the kind of shit that you would hope gets Ron Johnson just ran out on a rail, but. Again, we've turned this into an ideology of of defending Exxon Mobil or whatever. Uh, that now we're just like, oh, I don't know, is it bad? I don't know. I right. think it's bullshit. Anyway, I'm going to die in 15 years anyway, so like it could be bad now, but I'm not going to see it. And uh, before we take a break, let's talk about uh, Sex Life episode three nine forty. Mm. Nineteen forty. Um, I'm like, what happened? Does this have to do the war? Nineteen forty. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh if you if you type in Sex Life episode 3, uh the the timestamp will fill in automatically on Google and that's because oh, and it fills in. Oh boy. Boy does it ever. Um <laughs> welcome to there, Trash Radio. <laughs> this is uh this is a scene in a show that is like top 2 on Netflix right now. Uh, I think you should leave. Season two has not cracked the top ten as far as I've seen. Ah, uh, criminal. But, uh, sex life. <laughs> this show, Sex Life, is you know right at right at the top. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's about a woman and like her, you know, relationship with her husband and her ex-boyfriend and like Jack. Why to... is episode three nineteen forty trending? They just get this cut, cut to it. They the makers of this so, show clearly don't care. About there's a the story. <laughs> she has an ex-boyfriend who she's like still, you know, has a sexual feelings for, sexual attraction for. Uh, so this scene depicts her current husband and her ex-boyfriend sharing a shower at the gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, her (laughs) ex-boyfriend turns to to camera uh, at at 19.40 to reveal uh, that his dick is down to his knees. He's a tripod uh, from War of the Worlds, you know? Yes, it's it's a foot-long, like, with all the girth that that Foot-long tuna. Look, I... When I look at it and I see the 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 energy and excitement it's caused, and even knowing how Netflix is even like cheekily being like, you know what we're talking about, it feels very much like to me as an old chuggy person, film guy. I'm like, oh, we saw this in the '90s. It was called Boogie Nights, and everybody yeah. was talking about Mark Wahlberg's big old Dirk Diggler penis, and. In a way, that like marketed the film. Like I remember being like in junior high or whatever, and people would be like, "Yo, that movie apparently like Mark Wahlberg got like a nine foot penis." And now I was like, "What's Boogie Nights?" <laughs> and now Sex Life is I feel like done the exact same thing. Where even now, before I even knew it was a show, I have super producer Anna Jose being like, "This show's got some wild scenes in it, specifically this one." And then you look at like, "Oh, okay, we're using the same playbook." Yeah, it's um. I think it's a pretty, I think it's a funny moment of like physical comedy because, (laughs) you know, it's only, it's only a thing that would matter to a dude. Like a a woman, like I, my sense is that a woman would not be into that. I mean, some women I'm sure are, but like the. And men, you know, whatever, you're going to be limiting who likes. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But like it's to the. To the husband, like it's like the right. It's almost like a nightmare version of like you know just the male obsession with dick. You could have, uh, yeah, you could have done it by half, and most men in America would have felt insecure. You right, know what I mean? right. But they're like, nah, <laughs> they man. Just like did it like so cartoonishly huge. This is uh, the Thanos I think it's, of X dicks. I it, it's one of the it's as hard as I've laughed at something on Netflix since uh, season one of I think you should leave. Um, Which is so funny because we'll you were, I, I, we couldn't, we couldn't see her, but we could hear you watching the clip and the way you were laughing. I honestly thought, I'm like, I think this fool's just watching season two. <laughs> so hearty, the laughter. Yeah. But what's funny is it's I think, you know, great, people of earth, there's our, our phallic obsession continues. Uh, and I think this just knows again, like, you know, the algorithm over there is just telling people like, look, the smut is hitting. So just keep, yeah. keep keep steering that ship towards planet smut and we will deliver yeah, you the views, but not anything good. It's almost like they heard the episode of our show where you were talking about how Netflix is like now lowbrow and is going to just be, you know, lowbrow uh, YouTube streaming service, basically. Right. Uh, and we're like, yeah, we're, we'll steer oh, into they, that. I think that's lowbrow. Hold our beers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
Let's see. There are five under-vaccinated clusters that are putting the entire U.S. at risk. Mm. You know, kind of self-explanatory, but yeah, there, there's like these big dots on the U.S. map, mostly in like northern Texas, Louisiana, and they're fucking us. Right. Couldn't be a better time to get vaccinated if you haven't from a variant of COVID that you can be protected by with a vaccination if you live in one of those areas. But don't do the math of thinking other people are vaccinated because you can't honestly, if you really break it down, you could pretty much figure damn near one in two people isn't. Um, if yeah. you just, you know, look sort of statistically or at least like, you know, regionally, I know other places have much higher rates, but yeah, it's it's scary. And and the, the sad thing, too, is now like those people are actually bearing the brunt of it because people who are vaccinated, while they may test positive, they're not going with. They're not it's not going arriving at a place where they're being hospitalized um, or even, you know, succumbing to the virus. So it's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We've got a real yeah. interesting way of thinking out here in these United States. Mm hmm. Real interesting way of thinking you got there. Uh, DeSantis is uh, it's it's kind of like approaching Trump levels where it seems like he's just hoping to do whatever is going to seem the craziest to like normal, rational people like the right. AKA the mainstream media that, or like, you know, Trump, like sort of Trump analogs, which are real estate owners and condominium building owners. Um, because right. right now, given the horrific condominium collapse that happened in Surfside, um, Ron DeSantis is now refusing to commit to like a stricter review of like building conditions in Florida, like not even interested yeah. in like reviewing it. And this is what he said when they asked about like, you know, like you're the governor. Uh, and if it's happening here, I'd imagine that this it can't this might not be just a unique instance. And he says, "Quote: cool, we obviously want to be able to identify why did this happen? Uh, because the buildings weren't properly maintained. And right. OK, um, is this something that was unique to this building? Is it something that was unique to the person that maybe developed it? Because obviously there are sister properties. Is it something that buildings of that age that would have implications beyond that, whether Southern Florida or the entire state of Florida? I think we need to get those definitive answers. What are you mm. saying? 60 people are confirmed <laughs> dead. And the rescue operators are saying there's basically a 0% chance that they'll, they'll recover survivors at this point. And all you're doing yeah. is pulling up for the condo, the real estate people? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We wouldn't want to be too hasty with our... Uh, you know, oh, what? With our changing of rules to make people oh, yeah. do uh -huh. extra inspections, guys. Come on. Oh, I mean, that's just, that's just wild. That's out of control. You know, and obviously I'm the governor, but like, what do you want me to do? Protect the residents of my state from avoidable death? <laughs> Come on. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really... This is enough. This is how this part, especially conservatives operate, which is, well, hold on, because it's not just that he doesn't care. It's that if there is a review and all these other buildings are in really bad shape, that means the owners of those buildings are screwed financially and not to say screwed because I have empathy, but screwed in their narrow view of how their life works, which is I don't want to pay anything. I'm just here to set up these like wealth siphons that are called a condo. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see it'll. I'm looking forward to the war of attrition between DeSantis and Trump, like because you know that they're not going to back down 
from one another. You know, they they both have two big egos. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how that it's, all goes. It, down. Yeah, it's like truly like this weird shitty poker game where like DeSantis has to if if he really is he has his sights set to blow Trump out and be that new guy. Like how he has to sort of draft behind Trump until the very last second and cut that inside straight to break ahead of him. You know what I mean? Um, I, mean, I, I don't know. That is a how beautiful metaphor, that? a perfect metaphor, uh, using F1. Yep. Uh, you know, I get down. Imagery to, but yeah, that's exactly right. Like he's basically having to be, uh, let Trump be his lead blocker and then also needs to just destroy his ass like a, at some point. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. Everyone's trying, though, to, you know, there because there is this waiting game, because you see it with Christy Noem, too, where it's like this thing of, well, if Trump doesn't end up being the nominee, I want to be Trumpy as fuck. So when that moment arrives, there will be no, like, MAGA world will know where I'm at. That's why she's sending 75 more National Guard. I mean, let's be real. 75 more mercenaries that are being paid by a Tennessee billionaire down to the border. So she, because she's clearly trying to, raise her MAGA credits uh, by doing some stuff, all this performative nonsense and same with DeSantis. So it's ugh, just, mm. it's the saddest shit. And uh, the only, Hey, do you remember day, Michael Avenatti? <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. He's a boxer. <laughs> He's a fighter, like it was man. From, doesn't that feel like it was from a different world, like a different reality, different lifetime? Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about another guy who was, had people being like, yeah, dude, talk that shit. Wait, what? You suck. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, he's facing two and a half years uh, for some some man in, manner of schemery. Uh, he's trying to extort so. Nike. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for twenty five million, we've all been there, right? What the? What was fuck he trying to do with doing? Nike? What was that? What was the? I, I vaguely remember the details around this, but it was basically. Um, extort Nike is such a wild, wild plan of attack. It was um, that they say, I guess he was, they said he hijacked his client's claims and he used him and used them to further his own agenda, which was to extort Nike out of millions of dollars for himself. So he, like he had clients, I guess that were in some sort of litigation and yeah, someone apparently, uh, was retained him to get like reforms to happen at Nike. And then, um, I guess, you know, cause I think this is when he was saying that, uh, Nike was paying like amateurs and their families, like giving them a little money, you know what I mean? To be like, Hey, mm. come to the swoosh. Well, you know, when you're, when you're up out of there. Um, but then he used that claim in 2019 to like demand a settlement with Franklin, like his client, but also like a bigger lucrative consulting agreement from Nike for him. Wow. So yeah. What a hero. It, 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 yeah, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Apparently, he was crying during his sentencing. Mm. Oh, you hate sentenced, to see it. Yeah, sentenced to two and a half years in prison. So Yeah. Uh, won't somebody think of Nike, please? Won't somebody think, think of, of the that. people who are like, yo, man, I need $10 million. That's how I'm going to get there. All right, it's Euro Cup date time. Woo! Miles, big, big news. This, England is... Through to the final, massive yes. Harry massive Kane. Harry Kane, uh, mate. Massive. There it is. He said it all. Uh, yeah, they had a real 
a real tight match with Denmark. Some will say a bit of a the dubious penalty gang will come out to say, I think Raheem Sterling did a bit of diving for the penalty uh, that eventually led to uh, the English winner uh, in the match. Um, Who's that but from, you know, the English winner? Uh, the Eng- Harry Kane, mate. Harry Kane! Massive, man. Massive! Ma- massive, bruv. He's massive. <laughs> yeah, he came through. Uh, he had the first, like, he kicked the penalty. Casper Schmeichel saved it, but then it dribbled out and, like, right back to Harry Kane, and then he just buried it in the corner. Um, you know, so English fans are very excited. I'm excited mostly because one of the Arsenal players, Bukayo Saka, uh, made history by being the youngest English national team player to feature in a match of... Uh, the, the the stakes being that high, a semifinal, um, even mm. outdoing Wayne Rooney. So yeah, uh, you know, good to see our young man striving for more. And this is the first time England's been to the final since like what the sixties. Yeah, the last time they were in a final is when they won the World Cup in nineteen sixty six. So this is the first time they have been. It's always been like you know quarterfinal, semifinal, heartache, heartbreak. Um, and now they're there. And you know what? The English media, typically, they just, they'll start tournaments and be like, yo, these guys suck. Man, fuck right. this tournament. Man. It's an L before it even started. But the things have changed a bit, and they're they're a little more supportive. So it's nice to see everyone having a little bit of, you know, optimism, I guess. And they have a new coach this this time around. Is that right? And he's yeah. like a little bit Damn, more Jake, fun. Look at you. Yeah, Garrett South, Southgate, your oh, boy. You know him. Yeah. Keeping a keeping one eye on it. Yeah, you go. Uh, NBA like, Finals. I, I, got I got to got to watch uh, game one uh, finally on record. Okay, and uh, yeah, Chris Paul is the man. I mean, not much more to say. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is a fucking is badass man. He's he's, something. he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it, he's something. I I also I'm tired of people like. Fans trying to use this as like a chance to talk shit about LeBron is uh, there. There was like a, a meme going around that was like LeBron traded his young core. Chris Paul took his young core to the finals. Uh, it's like, first of all, LeBron won the title last year. I don't know if y'all remember yeah. that. Uh, also, the Chris Paul's young core is DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. We're <laughs> right. both like going to be light years ahead. Games, maybe. Yeah. Slightly better than the, the young core that LeBron traded away. Um, yeah, it's, it's anyways, easy, you know, they want to kick a man when they're down, you know, I get it. I think it's just, and people just have a lot of, it's weird how much like LeBron hate, I think got even bigger when he came to the Lakers too. So look, Oh it yeah. Is what yeah. It, is. it is what it is. I mean, it's like a rod joining the Yankees. It's like, wow. I already wanted to hate that guy, and now he's right. on the evil empire. Yeah, the team with no cap. Um, yeah, what what is uh what's the latest with the Lakers? Y'all trying to trade Kuzma? Is that what the is that what I'm hearing? I don't. Know, I feel like we're always trying to trade Kuzma, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I uh, yeah sure. Um, you know, uh, we'll see. I, I I'm 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 really curious. Everything. I like, especially when, you know, there's the, the the time comes for trades and things like that. It's so, man, you can just ride the weirdest waves of excitement or like cynicism because of rumors and shit. And I just try and be like, just hit me up when the shit's done, please. Right. I don't have the heart right. to go through this like up and down thing. I'm like, we're going to sign Carmelo? Like, oh, okay. I mean, 
sure let's smoke <laughs> mellow when you're in town I, I love i love to see it and of course there are people like me thirsting for dame time uh but you know it that's why it's like too much fantasy too much uh me being in my own fantasy world in terms of being a laker fan so i just i'll let reality play out and do do its thing you're not one of those people who follows the off-season moves more than the actual games. That's why I I've never understood that. Like the no, I like learn all the fucking salary cap. Oh yeah, and I have friends like that who are like, yeah. no, that's not gonna happen because the what was what's left on his deal, blah, blah blah, the extension. I'm like, I don't know. Like, can he come now or no? <laughs> Just say that. I, I remember want to watch him play basketball. Can will will we see Lillard on Laker jersey? <laughs> Please. Right. All right, guys, that is gonna do it for us this afternoon. Uh, we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves, get the mm-hmm. vaccine, don't do nothing about white supremacy, and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.